Frank here with Wrench Nation with my lovely co-host, Susie Sockets. How are you, girl? I'm amazing, Frank. This yes. is so much fun. It is fun. This is part of our series here at ClassicCars.com, Supercar Show. Uh, just an amazing, eclectic array of vehicles where we're bringing old school and new school. And we are honored to have... Mr. Jim Resnick, world-renowned journalist, world-renowned journalist. World-renowned. Jim, welcome to the show, baby. Thank you, but from what world is well, what I'm thinking? Oh, <laughs> my. Your well, he, world. He does some out-of-the-world type does, of stuff. He does, yes. I don't, you and Elon Musk need to get together, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. So, Jim, I haven't you know, gotten that memo yet. <laughs> we talk a lot about sort of this, the, these reports. I'm sure you, you've seen them where uh, these reports suggest that... Uh, Folks like my daughter, young 20-somethings, are really not interested in anything to do with cars. They're not driving like we grew up uh, with, and they're Ubering or lifting. I'm calling hashtag fake news. Jim, there's some culture happening right here at the Supercar Show. Oh, yeah. Look at this. I mean, how many cars are here? 150 cars? Uh, and it's almost exclusively millennials here. So yeah, I I'm, I'm with you on on the on the on the BS call on on millennials not interested in cars. The the trend towards Uber and and Lyft and all the other car sharing type stuff, it's it's a shift that knows no age bounds. It's not just millennials. It's everybody. I agree. I mean, I, I think there's a place for that, but to suggest that uh, the culture is is sort of where we're going to be 10, 20. What's a show like this look like 10 years from now? Sure. Um, it's alive and kicking. But there was uh, also a scare years ago when OBD2 Electronics first first hit that. the market. When yeah. when people were were you know, the sky was falling because we weren't going to be able to wrench on cars anymore. How are we going to fix our case. cars? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So speaking of uh, fixing cars in the car world, um, you do some fabulous uh, journalism all over. You just got done with some work with Lamborghini. Tell us about that project with their latest SUV. Well, yeah, uh, Lamborghini Urus. U-R-U-S, Urus, which actually, by the way, Urus is, is a proper name. It is the father or the, the, the progenitor, if that's even a word, of the bull. Um, father, wait a minute. Father of the bull. Yes, it's the ancestor of the bull. Okay, it's, Urus. Yeah, Urus, yes. Urus. Urus. Anyway, uh, yeah, SUV, uh, Lamborghini. Why? Uh, why would they do that? You think of Lamborghini, you think of crazy, exotic, loud, temperamental, flashy, um, exotic cars. Well, there's actually there's there's three prongs to that answer. First, uh, they can because the infrastructure is there. Lamborghini is part of the Volkswagen group, which includes Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, uh, Bentley, and a bunch of others. So there's a platform there. There's an SUV platform that it shares with Porsche, with Bentley, with Audi. Uh, so, the, so I mean, there's market research. I know the the yeah. SUV market um, throughout the world actually uh, here in the U.S., but Europe has a, a pretty big uh, demand for SUVs as well. Yeah, the, the, the biggest growing market in the Europe, the, the biggest growing segment in the European car market now is SUVs, crossovers, yeah, yeah. Uh, which it, it didn't it wasn't didn't used to be that way, but now it is, right? Uh, for a variety of reasons. But um, so there's that. There's two. There's a, the second part of that equation is there's a history. Lamborghini did build an SUV in the 80s, um, the LM002, which was a crazy rectilinear V12 powered uh, <laughs> desert runner for, for Sheiks. That actually is a cool name, a 002, kind of like a 007 kind well, of sound. It's, I yeah. mean, for Sheiks, meaning like they wanted horsepower, but they, they had to, they had they had some family in the back. Well, they, <laughs> they, needed, they needed space, but they also <laughs> yeah. needed to, to get over all the sand dunes that they have in, in that part of the world. And it, it sold well there, even though they only made several hundred of them, I think. Right, right. Um, and then the third part is 
Lamborghini, even though it's it's an exotic manufacturer, it's a modern car manufacturer, and it would it would be uh, product planning malpractice for them not to build an SUV. Yeah, Every other that. manufacturer, except perhaps for Ferrari, and there's there's rumors now that Ferrari is going to do an SUV as well. It would be malpractice for them not to offer an SUV. they got to pay attention to the landscape. I mean, you know, if, they, if the demand is there, they, they see in the SUV market, they're going to do that. Get us inside uh, the test process and the review process. When you were reviewing the Lamborghini, what made that SUV different, perhaps, uh, from some of the other luxury SUVs that are out there? Well, certainly the design. Uh, the, the the technical makeup of the vehicle is pretty unique as well, uh, but everyone can relate to design. So when you see the the Urus, you you recognize it for a for the Lamborghini that it is. It looks like a Lamborghini, which is kind of hard to do with that form factor with an SUV, which is yeah. I'm which trying is to large. figure out how they take right. the, you know. Uh, um, th there are there are um, echoes in in that vehicle of the Countach. There are echoes of the first Gallardo. Um, there's there's a design language that Lamborghini adheres to surprisingly well in that vehicle. It is not pretty. It's not a pretty vehicle, but I don't think it needs to be or it's what, what's expected. Sure. Of, no, of that, that makes car. sense. Uh, so um, in, in some of the journalism that you cover, uh, you do a lot of work throughout the world. You were just recently in Abu Dhabi working on a project. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I went there to test drive Audi's new pure electric vehicle, the e-tron. Uh, which is it's also the form factor of what it looks like as an SUV. Uh, they will have multiple e-trons coming up in the next 12, 18 months. But this is the very first pure electric from from Audi, and uh, which is another space we can't deny the demand for that. Uh, so it's absolutely. not just to be cutting edge. I mean, they want to be on the forefront. I yes. think many manufacturers want to be in that space, but there's a market for that. Yeah. There's a market for that, for there, sure. There's a market for it, and it's also, it's part of a, and I, I hate this term, but it, it's part of a trickle-down effect of technology from motorsports, and Audi has been uh, running hybrids at Le Mans, uh, the Ma Le Mans 24-hour race in France every June. Um, this vehicle is the benefactor of a lot of that technology. Uh, Porsche has been running hybrids as well, Toyota's been running hybrids in racing, in full-on, full-bore, proper uh, circuit racing. Um, so they're, they're, they're winning that uh, well, not winning. They're they're reaping the benefits of, of that research. Also, sister brand Volkswagen, uh, just not just in this, that, this past summer, broke the Pikes Peak the hill climb overall record with a pure electric I read race about car. That. Yeah, I, I was mean, there for that. Also, wow, it was. It I was mean, that's stunning. bragging rights for oh, sure. Oh, you actually watched it being done? I was there. Oh, he was there. You gotta understand. You. Jim travels the world. He's there <laughs> from Abu Dhabi to <laughs> Southern California to right here in Ranch Nation. If you're just joining us, uh, we are here at the Future Cars in Scottsdale, the Scottsdale Quarter. Uh, I believe this is the second or third year. ClassicCars.com does an amazing job, as you can hear in the background. Let's paint a picture of beautiful Scottsdale mountains with some nice blue trim with clouds in the background, just kind of partly cloudy, and an assortment of not only wonderful rides, but an eclectic array of both young and old Susie this is bringing all generations together. Yeah, this is this is really nice. And don't forget, Frank, as you paint the view of the of the setting, we're on the fifth floor of a parking garage. Yeah, perfect right? place for it. Beautiful. Never been to a venue like this. And I this. think there's a few floors going down. There's a few floors going down. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be uh, judging, and, and, and there's a contest going on for... Uh, Obviously, it's uh, their version of Best in Show. And really what that's about is, is sort of the passion behind yeah. this story 
uh, of the car. And of course, we're going to have Andrew Reed. Uh, we'll have Alan Taylor as part of our little uh, podcast series here covering the future cars with ClassicCars.com. And we're always grateful to have uh, an audience here. And right. if you guys are just catching us on uh, Wrench Nation iTunes and you're new, give us a review. Uh, we're told we need reviews. Although, you know what? We're just here traveling with you, man, sharing the story. Right. Now, I want to know if I can afford that uh, SUV. Well, let's bring it back to Mr. Jim Re Resnick, a renowned <laughs> journalist. Uh, Jim Resnick, renowned journalist. What Can we say a price point? What's one of those uh, SUVs running? The Lamborghini? Yeah. Uh, it will start at $200,000. All right. And the one I actually tested was two sixty one. What was different? What's the upgrade? Uh, a lot of optional equipment. Interior. Uh, upgraded braking, yeah. uh, sure. braking system. Um Special seats, leather seat, uh, leather on top of leather. Leather on top of leather. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's a layer. It's a layered oh, leather. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't uh, mess with leather. They, they crammed a lot of stuff into that, into yeah, that, yeah. that test car. Larger wheels, all that stuff. Uh, so, Jim, before we continue, I want to make sure folks can find you. Mm -hmm. You have written for many uh, trade publications. Give us a list of uh, publications that folks can find you. Wow. Okay. So, uh, let's see if I can get all these right. Um, <laughs> you, he's got a smorgasbord. <laughs> New York Daily News. Uh, Men's Health, Forbes, Ars Technica. Uh, Ars Technica is a, a Condé Nest site, sister site to Wired magazine, also Wired. Uh, I've done some stuff for Car and Driver. Um, I am working right now on a, on a, a special project for Kelly Blue Book, uh, which I probably shouldn't have mentioned, but there it's the cat's out of the back. Um, let's see. What Don't else? worry. It's not live radio. Don't worry. We'll be good. That's <laughs> all good. Um, and... I think that's mostly it right now, and, and some other stuff on, on the side, if I have time for a side. Right, right. So when you're actually getting in, we, we've been in some cars together, and I'm by no means, I, I'm, I'm just in the passenger seat taking it in, right? Unlike, uh, you know, a Matt Farrow or a few others out there. I'm just there to enjoy the ride. You drove, you did, I, I mean, you had me face planted and seat planted, and <laughs> you, you were in the corners. You remember the car that we we uh, drove together? That, that was a uh, a current generation Mustang when it first came out, five liter V8 uh, GT. I think it was orange. Yeah, and I think it had the performance package. Yeah, it was a great time actually. Um, yeah. And and no, with all respect, you you can drive. You've got a little race history, man. Tell us about that. Yeah, I raced for uh, let's say ninety to ninety seven, um, off and on here and there. I started in little formula cars, open wheel cars that looked like really scaled down. Indy cars are Formula One cars that have nowhere near the power of those cars, right. um, and went from there into upper upper uh, series, and then some sports cars and showroom stock, that sort of thing. Um, and currently, I have a racing license, National League SCCI license, so I test all sorts of stuff. Um, but recently, well, not recently, in, in March, uh, I did a story for Wired on racing a modern, proper modern sports uh, sports car. It was an Audi R8 LMS GT4 car, which is what they use in Pirelli World Challenge racing and circuit racing. Wow. Not not oval track racing, but circuit right, racing. Right. Um, and the story was based around the backbone of what data is has done to motorsports. In, in this car, it has hundreds of sensors throughout, everywhere. Well, Suspension, I always tell folks, I mean, without interrupting, the yeah. F-150 right now, the, the 1819, yeah. over 100 million lines of code. Oh, yeah. Oh, so don't go into your local garage like, hey, can you check it for free? <laughs> because that's probably not going to happen. But tell us yeah. more about this. Uh. Well, there's so much data coming off of this car from everywhere in the car. Engine transmission, uh, the suspension movements, brake temperatures, uh, uh, 
tire temperatures, everything. Um, that when you're done with it, let's say a 20 minute test session in this car, you come back in the pits, and the first thing you do is you don't talk to your crew chief, if you don't talk to, if you have a driver coach, if you're, you're a beginning racer and you, you're fortunate enough to have a driver coach, um, you talk to the data guy. You go over the trace maps of all of, all of the driver facing um, uh, data, throttle position, road speed, yaw, which is how, how uh, sure. degree of which the car is turning, right. uh, steering input, braking pressure, all of this stuff, and you know, there's there's of all the of all the driver facing data that's coming off of this car. I think there's 24 different channels, and they, they boil it down to the most um, the most pertinent for you right, in, in right. the situation. Anyway, this was with a proper team, GMG Racing, which is a very 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 uh, well renowned and well run and well funded racing team. Right. Let me ask you about data because um, you know currently uh, cafe standards the last uh, 10 years or so, mm -hmm. and, and of course I know this current administration sort of deregulated. That's a lot of stress on manufacturers because we still want our horsepower. We mm -hmm. want good MPG. We want our styling. Yep. Have you seen the trend where the CAFE standards have maybe gotten in the way of a project that could have been better, if I can ask that, with a particular platform? Engineers said, you know, we could do this better, but I'm, we're limited. Um, I, you know, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm sure that they exist. I'm yeah. absolutely sure they exist. But, yeah. you know, as much... Uh, as the, that stress placed on the manufacturers with regulations uh, are, I think the bigger problem is when there isn't consistency in the rules. When you place... Uh, oh, that's difficult. How do you plan and market an exactly. engineer vehicle when... I mean, that's you said earlier. It's like a four-year... Yeah, at it, best, it's, right? It's basically a four-year window from when a car How is do you schedule Horizon to release the marketplace? All these things that take place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's hard to plan, and and you know, uh, building a car is a really complex thing. It's a car is the most complex, most technically. I gotta stop this uh, Supra. Supra. Yeah, yeah it's a Supra. Yeah. Gorgeous, uh, yeah. gorgeous ride. Yeah. Uh, if you're just catching us, we've got Jim Resnick, uh, automotive journalist, yeah. and of course my co-host Susie Sakis. We are here at the Future Cars ClassicCars.com, right here at the Scottsdale Quarter 2019. Uh, covering the event with some great guests, and we've got Jim Resnick. Yeah, I mean, it takes a, it takes some time to release a car. I mean, yeah, you know, and for governmental changes, we just deregulated, and that kind of knocked things out of whack, I'd imagine. A well, bit. I, I, you know, I don't know that the manufacturers are now changing their plans based on getting rid of the, the cafe standards. Maybe some are, maybe some aren't. Um, because who knows what's going to happen if and when this administration does not get reelected in, in, in the next election cycle without getting political. Um, well, I'm saying this. I'm just going to say this, guys. Bring government right here. Car people get it done. Yes, I'm just saying. If they true. came here right now, we would just yeah. we'd make a deal happen. I've always said that, man. You bring car people together, we can get it done. Uh, Jim, you've got some future projects coming up. I want to let the people know where they can find you. What's coming up the pipeline, man? What are you uh, getting ready to sort of dive into maybe review or test drive? Well, I'm always reviewing something. I'm always test driving something. Uh, oddly enough, right now I have a Ram pickup truck test car, which is the test truck, which is glorious. It's a wonderful truck. It's probably the class of the field in, in the truck market right now. It's a Ram 1500. Um, it's about $60,000 test as tested, uh, right, right. but it has every possible thing you could ever want in any kind of a vehicle. When you're Luxury testing, car or truck. You're, you're 
trailer loading as well? Or are you testing for that side uh, of things? Not always. Okay. Uh, with this one, I probably will. I'll, I'll tow a friend's race car and see how it, how it does. Yeah, if you're going to um, do that, tow a friend's race car. That's what we're just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it with some boring trailer I'll, up I'll, in Scottsdale. I'll tow somewhere. it out of his garage into mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, one last thing. You are a passionate enthusiast, and you've got a project, and I've followed you on this. Uh, you've got a... Is it the 280Z or does it go back further? 240Z. 240, thank you. Forgive me for getting that wrong. No worries. Um, you were making headway. Uh, you were uh, you motor work. You did some cylinder head valve train work. And Suspension. It's passing. hard. Your life gets, life yeah. gets busy. Life gets in the way. I want to know when we can go for a ride on that one. When is that puppy going to be done? Uh, no comment. <laughs> now, no wait comment. a minute, Frank. Be careful when you ask him for a ride. Well, he's got me the harness. I'll have the helmet. I I'll know, but you uh, were scared last time. I was I was scared. Fun scared. That was fun scared. Fun yeah. scared. I took a little medicine before we got <laughs> past the seat right there. <laughs> I, I still had some buffer there. I wasn't, it was, on, the, it was on, on an open road, by the way. So yeah. it wasn't on a racetrack. But yeah. I'd be happy to bring you on a racetrack. Yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to hook that up um, uh, for but sure. As, as for when the 240Z will be done, I, I don't know. I'm, I, yeah. I haven't put a wrench in that thing in probably it's hard. I mean, it, it, and for those of you listening, you know how it is. I mean, you've got these project rides, but life happens. Right. You don't give up on it. And I think that's the sentiment you see out here. And what's really unique is uh, all age groups and all demos out here with uh, everything from, gosh, what? I thought we saw Dodge Demon out there. We've got plenty mm -hmm. of Supras, uh, Nissans, older Hondas. You know, there's a, a Cadillac Seville diesel downstairs. Is there? Oh, I worked up with 17,000 original Whoa. miles. Wow. I got to see that one. It's the bustle back Seville. Is there a 240Z out here? Did you see? Right I'm there. Sure. There's an orange one that oh. these guys are selling. Yeah. There nice. Is. Yeah. yeah. But actually, on the 240Z, just, just to sew it up, that actually brings it full circle because that's where I started. I started I started with, with hot rods and, and working on cars and, and, and wrenching on them myself and writing those stories uh, on people who did do that and, and, and motorsports. So uh, I, I can relate to it all. Yeah. Speaking of stories, this is what our goal is, man. You guys are family, Wrench Nation. You can catch us on WrenchNation.tv, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Listen to what kind of shows you guys would like to see. Again, there's no pomp and circumstance. We've got the mobile setup, new for 2019. Big shout-outs to some of the folks that sponsor our show. And quite frankly, as I tell Susie, we do business with folks we do business with do. in the garage. We do. And Parts Authority, partsauthority.com. If you are a garage owner and you're looking for OE quality parts delivered on time, don't mess around. The last thing you can have is a poor quality part that's delivered late. Business is precious. You will lose that client. So check out partsauthority.com and Bolt-On Technology. Many of you question, you say, what is Bolt-On? We've heard it before. Well, I'll tell you what Bolt-On is. Bolt-On is you go into the garage for service or you're that mechanic providing an inspection evaluation. Chicken scratch inspections don't work. Your client deserves best. And if you're the automotive consumer, you deserve best. You can actually get pictures taken on a tablet format and that's sent directly to your phone by way of keeping it transparent so bolt-on technology we use them in the garage we have since 2013 sponsors of the show we are grateful if you're just joining us we're hanging classiccars.com the future cars right here at scottsdale uh, quarters a beautiful event skyline with scottsdale uh, mountains off to the uh, east here the and just uh, yeah the Mc mcdowell mountains McDowell's. Is it McDowell Scott's Mountains? I always said Scottsdale Mountains. McDowell Mountains. Same. Oh, wow. I live at the foot of them right over there. Okay. Very good. Well, I've been, I don't, so where, I've been here 30 years. I thought that was the, no? 
It's Mc- the McDowell. McDowell Mountain. You've been okay. corrected, Frank. All I know is I've been to Tom's Thumb. <laughs> Have you done that hike? Oh, yeah. Tom's Thumb oh, yeah. is a great one. Great hike, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we meet somebody new uh, for Ranch Nation, we bring them on a hike. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we actually took a Fireball and can to, we didn't quite do P.S. to a peak all the way to the top, but oh, yeah. we love hiking. And, yeah. and of course, Jim, we'd love to have you on one of those hikes to, to hash it out. You know, it's a sort of a uh, Navy SEAL experience. <laughs> Maybe That'll not. be fun. <laughs> Maybe have you, not. Have you done the steep ascent on Camelback? I have not done Camelback. Is that the Echoes? The Echo Canyon. Echo Canyon. Is yeah. that right? Oh, yeah. 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 And they just redid that trail. Yeah. Oh, they did? I believe so. In the last year, year and a half, I do a lot of hiking with uh, my kids and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. My wife's like, you better be careful. I don't think insurance covers that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, honey, it's just a hike. Don't worry about it. I see it. those so, posts. Those are great. Yeah, no, we have a good time. So, Jim, before we leave, let folks know where they can find you again. I think it's important. You do an sure. amazing job Thank uh, you. road testing and reviewing. There's folks out there that may be in the market to buy a vehicle. Yep. Where can we find you? Well, uh, uh, the, the sites that I write for primarily are um, New York Daily News, Men's Health, Ars Technica, uh, Wired Magazine, uh, Forbes, although I haven't done much for Forbes lately. Um, and uh, I will soon be doing uh, a, a sort of a, a tag team uh, special project for that you can find on Kelly Blue Book in, uh, in the month of February uh, on um, autonomous technology. Oh, God, that's sh- a whole nother. On car sharing, on yeah. vehicle sharing, not limited to cars, but bikes and scooters. Right. Um, also on uh, electric cars. And that all that content is, is going to be targeting a primarily female young demographic. Interesting. So I will say, add that, Susie, yes. Frank, here, we're going to add another project to Jim. Yes. Frank's going to bring a camera, and whether we're live streaming or taping or whatever we're doing... I want to be in the seat of that passenger side. You do an amazing job, brother, and uh, learned a lot from you over the years, quite frankly. Oh, thank you. And that's what I enjoy about this, Susie, is you know, we've got a lot of great guests that have been on from Funny Car Champs to you know, Craig Jackson was on recently. And yep, and now our out-of-the-world guests, right? Yeah, Jim Resnick. <laughs> so, uh, Wrench Nation, we really enjoy having you guys hang out with us. So catch us on iTunes and give us a review. Until then, as I say every week, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic.